What's going on, friends? Welcome to Random Number 109. That's a, right, the 109th episode of Roomies and Movies. A week late, uh, all due to Luke and his poor planning and work life and all that unrealistic stuff. Um, we got two weeks worth of dailies or weeklies. Um, the DC shows, obviously, Swamp Thing, Titans, and Doom Patrol. Um, Los Spookies wrapped up last night. Or at least last week, anyway. Um, I'm off of Euphoria, and Luke is still on it. Uh, I believe we've both fallen off of Too Old to Die Young at this point. For Best and Worst List, we have Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, just to wrap wrap, wrap up the original trilogy. And then theatrically, we've seen Crawl, Stuber, and now Lion King. So we'll talk about all that. Do you know um, that I forgot that I saw Crawl and Stuber? I was like, fuck, we got our Lion King, but that's it. I'm so. <laughs> Man, what do you do with your life anymore? Uh, it's just it's just a blur. I wish I was <laughs> fucking uh, an alcoholic. At least that. I- <laughs> uh, have you watched anything else worth of note to talk about? Well, for next week, I've already watched Veronica Mars. How many episodes is it? Eight. Oh, that's not bad. The hour long? Yeah, they're like 50 minutes. That's not bad. Um, and then I watched... I also realized, as I was just bitching about how I keep forgetting to cancel stars, um, <clears throat> I also we still have HBO, obviously. Um, but I realized I'll probably never cancel that because my favorite thing in the world right now is to be like, super late, I should be in bed. I'm going to put on a random HBO documentary and just watch that. You know what sounds good at fucking two in the morning on a Tuesday? Let's watch that documentary about Michael Jackson touching kids. Yeah, let's do that while I read some comics. That's what I've been doing lately. That's, that's terrible decision making. How, how are you alright with yourself? It's fine. Uh, I watched that one uh, I Love You Now Die about the kid who committed suicide and they were prosecuting his girlfriend for um, manslaughter because she quote-unquote bullied him to get back into the car after he tried quitting. And it's like, I don't know, it's like two hours long or something. But, like, I definitely need you to watch that. Son of a bitch. Because <laughs> it's like a real-life version of all these fucking teen dramas that you love watching. <sighs> You say that, but one of us is still watching Euphoria, and one isn't. <laughs> and I think, Epi- what, you have two episodes to go? Two episodes of what? I think it's only eight episodes long. And I think that yeah. was six. Fuck that Man. show. I'm done with it. Why? <laughs> I'm... I'm because it's just like we've been saying. It doesn't have anything to, to contribute to any good conversation. And, like, it's just a an awful, like, I the teasers for every episode is like, oh, they might actually do something worth a damn. Um, I was excited because maybe they'd be like, oh, these kids can actually own what's happening to them and, like, the decisions they made. And, like, she's going to turn that guy in and own like this lifestyle she's chosen and like nope the cops are at school because uh maddie had choke marks on her around her neck and apparently he's gonna get charged with that shit and it's like ah, fuck this oh, show i'm done with it but you didn't watch this week's did you no i told you i was done with it oh man and then i you- i totally made i totally connected the dots by like uh, you were talking about Romeo and Juliet, like people in the show dressing up from the Romeo and Juliet that was 95, I believe it was. It was 95, 97 area. And it's like, oh yeah, none of those fucking kids would have been around for that movie to hit. And I don't think anybody would have seen it. So it makes it really weird talking about it in context now. No, what's even weirder is not only is like, Jules is dressed up as like Juliet in the angel costume, but like <coughs> Cassie dresses up as fucking Alabama Whirly from True Romance. And I was like, "Bitch, you ain't seen True Romance." <laughs> when you're in 
true romance is. <laughs> oh my, like, I'm trying to to just be at a level where I just don't care about the show. And it's gone to a point where I just hate everything about the show now. <laughs> true. But like I said, you didn't get to see this week's episode where there's an entire subplot about Nate, criminal mastermind, question mark? Shut uh, up. Uh, so, like you said, you know, you're like, he's going to get prosecuted because of choking Maddie or whatever. No, 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 sir. He flips the script and pins it on that kid that he beat the shit out of and accused Maddie of raping or raping Maddie. So now he's completely off the hook. Oh my god! Basically, he goes to that kid Tyler's apartment and breaks in again, and he's just like, "There's two things you can do. You can either go to the police station and confess that you're the one who choked her at the carnival, or she's going to go file a rape." Uh, report against you and you go to jail for rape so it's up to you on what you want to do and then he goes and he fucking stalks Jules and he catches her and he's just like I printed off all the fucking uh, pictures you sent me and I will turn it in for child pornography unless you go to the cops and testify that you saw this kid choking Maddie and so they do and it's just like oh Nate's just blackmailing and manipulating everyone into getting him off of these things it's awful what a piece of shit. God, when you were telling me that it like they're turning him to a supervillain, I was like, Oh, but like they'll they'll completely turn around No, I no, I hate the show even more now. Damn it. Yeah, it's I just bad. don't want to care about that damn show and you're just like, Listen, the show's fucked up. It's just and bad. Can... <sighs> and like at this point I'm like, I'm hate watching it at this point. It's just like well, it's <laughs> Listen, I I think I gotta leave that one for yourself. I don't want to get back to it. Mm, this is all your fault, though. I I understand that, and it's gonna be a real hard uh, thing to be not turning to that show and like bear that <laughs> bear that cross that I uh, opened up for us both. And it's like I really just don't want to go back to that damn world. And there's also a part where like. Because <laughs> at the end of the episode, you saw, you know, like Jules is immediately backing away from Rue because she has all this responsibility on her about Rue's sobriety, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But then they go to a, a Halloween party in this episode and she's just getting fucking hammered. And like she falls into a fucking pool and Rue's is like, come on, what's do- what are you doing? And then she just starts quoting Shakespeare from Romeo and Juliet. And <laughs> like, you sound like an idiot. Stop it. You're drunk. And I'm like, I hate everything about the show. <laughs> Yep, I'm done. Um, it's also, have you watched any of the interviews after the show? Uh, I can't get through them. All those kids are so fucking stupid. They're like, really awful. And it's just so damn surprising. Like, so the first one was the show runner and um, Zendaya. And that was relatively interesting. Um, and then I think the second week was Zach or whatever the fuck his name is and like from there it's just like all these kids think they're doing an incredible service to this character and like they're this brilliant actress and then they just keep repeating these same sentences like three or four times it's like somebody's feeding you lines for this goddamn interview and it's bullshit like I don't believe any goddamn thing that's being said at any point now I hate it. I hate it so damn much. And what's like most egregious is uh, Hunter, the one who plays Jules, you know, started transitioning when she was in high school and is actually going through the same things Jules was. And she's like, but has nothing to say about it. And, you know, she's like, this character and this is what we're doing. It's like, no, talk about like your actual experience. If you were cast more than likely because you have intimate knowledge of what this person should be going through talk about it use your experience for good or bad say like the show's horse shit i don't care but like give me more than what you said of hbo feeding them lines of being like oh we're we're doing great opening eyes of teenagers and this is what life is like and oh quit quit (laughs) 
Yeah, man. To hell with it. Uh, also, falling off of Too Old to Die Young, I got two more episodes in, and like, I just can't take it anymore. Like, the the story stretched out just for the sake of stretching the story out, and it's just like, God damn it, get somewhere. Um, they had an episode where it's uh, Jesus and the his new bride moved back to America or LA, wherever the hell they are. And like, it's just showing them like him taking the reins of the cocaine business. I believe his mom was running again. And like, it's, it's painfully dialogued. Like everybody takes 20 seconds to think what they want to say. And then a minute, to figure out the words they need to make that idea happen and then they slowly discuss it. And it's like, I will fucking break my screen if I have to sit through these goddamn conversations again. So I think I've got four episodes ago I'm just like, I'm done. I, nope, no thanks. <laughs> but it's beautiful. I, I hate it. The show looks so great but it's like, it's just it feels like just a trying to work out this process of making something cool, but it has nothing to say. And like, I don't understand how that's such a discerning project for somebody to do, but it feels like that's exactly what they want. Yep. So yeah, there's that mess. <laughs> uh, didn't you see something at the indie theater? I did. Was it? Is it worth talking about, or you think I'll make fun of you for it? Why would you make fun of me for going out of my way and seeing stuff that is not entirely put out by Disney, like everything else we watch? <laughs> oh man, uh, just seeing Lion King made nearly two hundred million, and like Endgame taking the top spot. It's like shit. Everything's really being ran by Disney at this point, and it's. A really atrocious thing. <laughs> it, is, it's, it is 100% awful, and it should be worrisome to anyone who cares about the art form. Um, so yes, I will go out and not use my pass and pay to see a smaller indie movie when I'm interested in it. Um, but I saw a movie called The Art of Self-Defense. Um, it is uh, a very dark satire uh starring jesse eisenberg um okay it's like uh remember uh like 99 and then going into the early aughts when like everyone was like fight club is the coolest thing ever and like this is what it means to be a man and you're like i think you missed the point you got to kind of explain something to people this is a movie of being like no, y'all missed the point, so I'm going to make sure you won't. That's not what that movie should be about. It's a very unsettled jab at like, Fight Club. Uh, but it's like Eisenberg plays this uh, nebish, like, uh, very shy, introverted like accountant. And uh, he gets mugged and horribly beaten one night when he's going out to get dog food. And so he's scared. And so... First, he goes to buy a gun. <laughs> it's like this real quick uh, funny thing where like the guy uh, is doing the background check. Well, he walks first. He walks in. And he's just like, I think I need a gun. I'd like something that fits in my hand. And the guy's like, so you want a handgun? OK, you know, it's just, <laughs> uh, but he's just like, OK, all the paperwork looks good. Uh, and uh, Iceberg's like, so do I get like a box or something? And he's just like, oh, no, no, come on now. He's like, we can't have people getting angry and thinking irrationally and getting a gun and going hurting people. You got to wait three days before you can get this. <laughs> uh, as he's waiting for his gun, he uh, he stumbles across a uh, a karate studio. Kid, you know, kids and adults learning karate. And he goes in in there and he ends up joining it and it's this whole ideal of like toxic masculinity and what it means to be a man and the agro macho bullshit and that he's getting from karate he's supposed to make him a better person. Like I said, it's not subtle at all. Uh, <laughs> it's super funny, but it is really dark. Uh, it's really good. Um, 
yeah, there's some twists in it that I wouldn't want to spoil. Uh, nice. Some, like, surprisingly shocking, violent stuff in it. Uh, well, oh, I've, I always, guess... I've always liked Eisenberg, so, I, I mean, the roles he's taken have been pretty interesting. I mean, besides yeah. from Lex Luthor, but... Um, I know you haven't seen a bunch of his work, but you saw uh, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, right? Yeah. Uh, Lagamos' movie. You know how everyone talks in kind of like a stilted kind of robotic tone in those movies? Like mm-hmm. he did in Killing of Sacred Deer. They talk like that in this movie. It's it's huh. it's very perfunctory. Uh, and, you know, it's to the point. <laughs> like there's literally one where like, where like the best uh, below the sensei, like the best person in class is this woman, Anna. And uh, Eisenberg's talking to the sensei and he's just like, you know, you promoted this other guy over her, but she's better. Well, like, why? In the sense that it's just like, because she's a woman, she will never be a man. And that's why I have to hold her back. You know, it's all this ideal, like, masculinity and holding up. And it's really good. I'd, I'd say catch it when, if you hit it on HBO or something, but I don't think it's going to get an expanded release of any sort. Nice. I'll keep my eyes open for it. So, oh, um... and I guess, uh, Spoiler alert and like trigger warning, I guess, for somebody else. A dog does get kicked to death in the movie. You might not see it, but there's a dead dog body. And I know that bugs some people. So heads up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so then moving er, at all, do you want to talk about the phase four? Uh, anything from TomCon or anything like that? Well, the, the correct answer is they basically didn't tell us anything. Um, yeah, in the great For run, how? all yeah. they did outside of outside of Mahershala Ali's blade, like nothing was new. They just have never confirmed. We knew they were making a Shang Chi movie. We knew they were doing a Hawkeye TV show. We knew they were doing Eternals and Black Widow, and all they did was just finally confirm and put dates out for the stuff. So, uh, but we're also getting Lady all, Thor. Yeah, well. There's something about that that I don't care about. Uh, mm. And that's Natalie Portman. Like, you go watch those first to- two Thor movies, and that's a person who looks like she could die of embarrassment because she hates everything that's going on around her. Yeah, that's that's probably the more intriguing part to me right now is because um, you see everybody that's like, I would literally kill my neighbor to be in the MCU right now. And even like, it's funny because uh, they killed off Hopper and like everybody was thinking he was going to be um, making Hellboy movies for the next decade or whatever. And it's like, no, I, no one I, thought I, that. Listen, listen, everybody was giving him shit about two days before. And then uh, they come to find out he's actually in the MCU now as Taskmaster. So probably has some uh, deal with them that make a couple movies for Taskmaster. Taskmaster, well, and um, I guess one. Did they say that he's Taskmaster? I just saw that yeah. he's in the movie. Dude, yeah, yeah. That dude has way too much of a dad bod to be fucking Taskmaster. I mean, I don't care. I'm there for it. But um, yeah. To speak about Portman, it's like when they started this run, like she was very uncomfortable in her skin in these movies, and. I'm interested to see if her being in uh, Infinity War, or no, Endgame, if they brought it back around and she's like, oh, these are actually legit now, and maybe Dude, somebody she will give a damn Endgame. about my movies. I mean, well, yeah, they showed her clips of her from Thor 2, but like, I'm sure her feeds were a buzz, and she's like, well, shit, maybe I should do this this again and like now that it's had a decade run and actually made a decent fucking put together universe so it'll be interesting if she's as uncomfortable as she seemed in those first two so I'm there for it even even the like the shots of her on stage holding the hammer she looked like she was like oh what the fuck am I doing <laughs> I don't care I'm I'm there for uh what Watiki's uh, excitement of her being Lady Thor. So, I saw somebody 
two things that I saw. <laughs> uh, one, I saw somebody be like, okay, they got Tyka back. He's definitely, you know, steering, a, you know, he's come, one of the, you know, not many people have done sequels, right? Mm-hmm. Whedon did one. Uh, Favreau did one. Gunn's obviously done his. But for a lot of these movies, it's kind of like people in and out, right? Mm-hmm. And so they get Watiti back, and they're like, so he's obviously having to say, at least on his side of the movies, they're letting him write and direct this new one. Uh, and they announced Blade, which means vampires in this movie. So there is a very good chance that we could see the vampires from What We Do in the Shadows cameo in the MCU and be canon. Oh man, that'd be fucking incredible. I'm there for that. I'm there for all of that. <laughs> um, imagine believe, if, like, I believe there's some tracksuit swe- track wearing um, vampires in the Hawkeye series, aren't there? Uh, I know there's tracksuit monsters. I know there's vampires in it. Oh shit! I'm all uh, the vampires. Bring them in. Let's get. Oh, yeah, could you just imagine like blades like? killing a bunch of vampires at a rave like in that first movie <laughs> he kills them all and then like fucking Jermaine Clement opens the door as like Vigo the destroyer and be like ah wrong party and walks back out <laughs> oh my god I hope that fucking happens that'd be incredible fuck yes all of that so uh, uh, and then the second one I saw which I don't want, but I do want, if that makes sense. Like, I want him to be able to go off and do whatever he wants and all his original ideas and be whatever. But somebody posited that Blade should be written and directed by Jordan Peele. And I was like, oh, fuck, it should. Oh, my God, yes. Fuck, that'd be awesome as shit. All of that. Oh, my God. I didn't think I was... excited for phase four and now i'm very excited fuck yeah (laughs) well one let's is there anything really super exciting that they announced in phase four like guess what i don't give a fuck about any of those disney plus shows it's true well i mean i care for loki i mean i just love Mendelssohn. so uh two well one I'll have to see what the fuck that show is because there was rumors a while back that like it wasn't going to be Hiddleston. Like he was just going to be like the narrator doing a framing device and it was going to be like young Loki. Uh, no, they confirmed it's it's from after Endgame when he took off. With they the, announced uh, that it's him from that timeline, yes. Oh, I see what you mean. He's dead in our timeline and it split off a divergent one when he stole the Cosmic Cube, hmm. which also... Fuck you and all your time travel shit. Fucking up all the continuities. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> two, my fucker, like I am, I am deep in comics, and you know that. And I can barely tell you anything about the fucking Eternals. Like, so not getting me excited there. Yeah. Um. No, I, I'm more or less excited about uh, Thor. Um. I think that's two years away, isn't it now? Yeah, I think that's the 2021. Uh, and then, man, I just want Dead by Thor back. So, Asgardians and Thor 3, or Thor 4. So, all of it. Give it to me. But yeah, the Disney Plus series doesn't seem to make a damn a difference to me, even though they're in the MCU continuity unlike Netflix series now. And also, you were all like, fucking, just a minute ago, you are like, Disney owns everything, I hate it. Now you're like, give me all the MCU. I love listen, everything. listen, it's a very, it's a very catch-22 situation. Um, I want this universe to thrive, but also, it's fucking frightening to know that they have the control of everything out there almost, so. It's a wild world we live in. <laughs> So, from there, let's now talk DC, and let's get into these weeklies. Um, yeah, that happened. There you go. Sorry, guys. I watched this shit a week and a half ago. I don't remember. <laughs> well, let's brief, briefly hit on Swamp Thing, because I believe there, um, this was episode eight, right? This last one? So I don't know. It was, it was seven and eight, wasn't it? Isn't that what yeah. we watched? Yeah. So, there's two uh, episodes. So the answer is, I don't remember anything about seven. Eight, some stuff happened, I think. Kinda, maybe. Oh, 
oh wait no the end of sevens when fucking uh that good old boy gets stabbed and shot like seven times and he's like oh, i'm dying in the swamp <laughs> yeah pretty much um also like uh swamp thing did the hallucinogen on abby that made her oh, uh, yeah in the dark that's why i forgot because guess what they didn't let Swamp think fuck. That was the perfect time. Man, I was just like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. And like, but if you show it, it's like, whatever. I was like, Luke's gonna get fucking his rocks off by them showing Swamp Thing boning, and it's like, mm, missed opportunity. Do you understand? Like, <laughs> well, like, let's okay. Let me clarify. Okay, so when Swamp Thing actually like wanted to like fuck and produce a child with Abby. He possessed John Constantine's body so he could use it to fuck her. But for the other parts, like he's all like, we need to be intimate. We need to be close. I'm going to grow this weird hallucinogenic tuber and you're going to eat it. We're going to trip out and our souls are going to become one. Like that's what I'm like, fucking. And I needed that. Damn, that would have been fucking cool. Um, yeah, and then episode eight is uh, the good old boy basically coming back um, it sucked because I figured they were going to use him for the carrier of the darkness and it was going to be a standoff between him and Swamp Thing, but I guess not. Yeah, there's a lot of things where you're like, oh, this is what the sh- Oh, no, it's not. Swamp <laughs> Thing kind of like sets up where you think it's going to do this and then it's like, nah, we're just kind of... There's a nebulous thing. We're going to keep talking about the rot out there, uh, but really we're not going to do anything with it and Swamp Thing's just going to kind of lumber around. Uh, but, dude, when, when like when they surrounded him, yeah, yeah when, when they surrounded him and he just makes a giant fucking root spear and he's like, "Let's walk away, or I'm gonna start stabbing bitches." <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Start fucking lighting people up, but and then they just hose him with goddamn fire extinguisher. It was a real big letdown for a dragon fight scenario. Like there's just smoke everywhere. It's like, well, I can't see a goddamn thing. Thanks for having a spear arm for five seconds but yeah and i'm also like i thought you guys spent 80 million dollars on the show you're hiding shit worse than game of thrones did um there's a there's also that part where like he's fighting off like a battalion of security guards and then the fucking the old boy just walks up and like hey and shoots him like twice with a shotgun and puts him down uh there's some interesting movements i guess with two episodes to go uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. So, well, you know, there's so much of like they were setting up like Madame Xanadu and Blue Devil, and now it's just like, oh, we're done with those stories. And you're like, wait, what? You really yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah. What, what about the dead daughter? Oh, wait, no, she's just possessing. No, that's okay. Even oh, Virginia even Susie, it's like, uh, it would be a great thing to see like them trap Swamp Thing and like Susie like wake up in bed and like, oh fuck, he's in trouble. Like, anything like that. But, like, these characters we've seen before, prior to now, are all gone. Like, we touched on whatever they might have done, and it's like, we're tossing them in the bin after we've seen them, so. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. The show's kind of lost cohesion. Mm -hmm, For sure. But I'm still, like... So I'm thinking, fuck some stuff up, and he could fuck, so I'm kind of in for two more episodes. <laughs> With two to go, I'm there for it, so. Um, moving on to Titans, uh, we got the Asylum episode, and then this last one where Dick kind of revisits Deanna? Uh, Donna Troy. Donna Troy. What are you talking about, son? Well, it's, it was Deanna's warden, right? Kind of. Yeah, she was she was trained on Themyscira and stuff. Um, but yeah, another show that's just kind of like, hey, that story we've been building, it's over. You know, like literally they're like, we blew up the asylum. So all that stuff with Rachel and her dad and the cult after is over. And you're like, wait, what? And it's just like, now we're going to talk about Dick finally becoming Nightwing. And you're like, okay, I get it. But like, do we have to cut out all the other stuff? Oh, this is how he becomes Nightwing? Uh, well, not. How much of this episode was her being like, you know, you can't be Robin anymore, but you can't yeah. be Batman either. You have to figure out what you're doing. Yeah, he became Nightwing when he formed the Teen Titans. Oh, see, I thought he was just Nightwing when he was just not Robin anymore. But that makes sense. Um, 
but see fucking Starfire choke out even at the end of this last episode. I was like, shit, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I don't know. It's I, it's still definitely the weakest of the three just because like even if Swamp Thing's not narratively cohesive there, it just looks better. Yeah. Again, I figured it out. This show looks like a TNT show is what it looks mm, like. Yes. That is a great, great representation of what it is. Um, yeah, it's just messy. Um, I think you just got to dig the characters. And, and the character group as a whole is really sloppy. Um, but, you know, two more episodes. I think it's two or three episodes to go. So, whatever. I think, I think it's like two. But, but. Season two's coming and they're doing Deathstroke, so fuck yes. I'm all about it then. Fuck yeah, I'm back on board. I think next episode Hawk- is Starfires too, so. Oh, did you? Because it looked like it was Hawk and Doves to me. Oh shit, that means hers is two episodes. God damn it. I'm yeah, the episode's it. literally called Hawk and Doves, so. Yeah. So, right on. Looking forward to it. I mean, it's still fun. Uh, it's interesting to see these DC characters in like a light that I haven't seen them. So, still fun. Well, you haven't seen DC characters in a lot of lights because you're all like, "Oh, big two comic books are dumb." <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I'll pay. I will pay Marvel to fucking rule my life for the next twenty three years, but fuck DC comics. Ugh. Listen, from what we're talking about right now, moving into Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is hitting all the right notes, and it's like Doom Patrol is doing what I want it like wants me to get into the DC universe because of um, MCU basically spoon feeding you your entertainment. Um, there's enough ambiguity in Doom Patrol that like here's some ideas, whatever you think about it, like you can take your whatever you want from this whole series, and like. Um, we get the therapy episode and then we do the Danny of the Street episode, which the Danny of the Street episode is by far just a fascinating watch to see them really put weight in like that conversation. Of, yeah, like, like to, to start with, like, I don't think the show has hit the highs that it had during that two episode run of, you know, uh, the cult of the unwritten book, but I never thought I'd see Danny the motherfucking sentient street on TV. So kudos to you guys. Um, also, fucking Comrade Whiskers or whatever. Come on. That was great. <laughs> so ridiculous and so lovely. Um, that whole therapy episode was great. Just essentially showing 20 minutes time lapsed at the house, like just setting up. And, like, hey, we need to sort some shit out. And, like, just going back and showing how everybody got to a point where fucking um, Cliff gets blasted by, by fucking Cyborg. Um, so good. Fucking do yeah. control. And, so and I still, like, I, I like all these characters, right? Mm-hmm. You, in, It doesn't matter if... Oh, like in the Danny the Street, we're focusing on uh, Larry and you know his homosexuality and how it defined him, and watching these you know these outsiders in a place where he could have been accepted, versus uh, you know this this re- almost religious fundamentalism of this government group of stamping out oddities because they're not you know adhering to the box. You know, like I could watch that, or I could watch fucking jane playing a crazy nicholas sparks character (laughs) you know like i can do all of this like i love what they do and the pairings they go off with and yeah and it's it's fascinating because all the pairings are different and like they have such a rich grouping of characters like rita has gone off on these last few as part of the group and it's like well what's she really gonna bring to the group and like just is fun to watch. Um, I half expected her to turn in the blob in the middle of a ceremony just to like snap the people out of whatever this love spell thing was, but 
Um, yeah, she was really interesting. I mean, Cliff didn't have anything to do most of this last episode, but like oh, this wait, kid wait, wait. comes up in the robot suit and just starts di- having a dance off with him. I was like, fuck, yes. Goddamn right. He's seen Flashdance 87 times. <laughs> so good. It's so goddamn good. It is. like I. And also, did you see it got picked up for season two? Fuck yes. I am so down to clown. Uh, I'm pretty much excited to watch through this first season, and then I'm probably going to pick up or uh, start reading through uh, the series. They're on the universe, right? I don't know. Uh, the main thing was like, um, they were, but like I said, they also pulled all the Vertigo stuff off because they were like, no, it's only DC Comics. But last I saw, Doom Patrol was up, even though it's technically under the Vertigo imprint for the Morrison stuff. So okay. it's weird. I don't know. Just buy the giant omnibus like I have. Uh, I mean,. I'm not saying that's not out the realm of possibility because I'm really falling in love with these goddamn characters. So yeah, it's Fucking great. Watch that shit if you're not. Um, jumping from there to the best and worst Star Wars. Uh, goddamn right. How'd you uh, like the rewatch? Uh, Jedi is still the worst. <laughs> Listen, I don't understand why you. Listen, are you saying it from a a perspective that you don't ever want that to be acknowledged again? Or just comparatively, out of the three, it's still good, but it's just the worst of the three? Um, both? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's stuff in Jedi that I like. Um, I like the... Uh, the Java Palace stuff. Um, I like uh, uh, Luke and Vader and the Emperor. Uh, but for as much shit as everyone gives the the fucking new movies, uh, like Force Awakens, about oh it's just a retread and they're just doing the same thing over and over. Jedi is literally just the same movie again. Yeah. Like it's the first, it's the progenitor of Star Wars. Just does the same stuff over and over, but not as good. Like. We're going to blow up another Death Star, but first got to deal with these fucking teddy bears and fucking it's going to be Lando and Akbar up in the Millennium Falcon instead of fucking Luke and fucking Han. And it, it, you're just doing the same stuff over and over. Uh, just not as good. Yeah. Uh, I think I just really enjoy the murder bears going around fighting off for their land and whatnot. But no, it's so fucking dumb. No way. I it's thought so it was dumb. just so fun. So I don't there unless there's a giant like scientific graphical breakdown about how the gravity on Endor is less so that they can throw those rocks upward harder than they should be able to. <laughs> I don't understand how they're fighting murder troopers. Listen, uh, they're just awesome little bears and they can do that. Listen, bears were only created in evolution just to kill shit. And that's just what they're good at. So, Little bears and there's that, are even awesome. There's that stupid horseshit moment where that one dies, the other one's like, ah, I'm sad. And you're like, No, you're going to eat it. You're a fucking terrible little animal. You're going to fucking murder that body. You're an awful human being. No, I was sad. I was like, Don't kill any of those goddamn bears. I'll kill the whole goddamn empire. Mm, no. <laughs> uh, but, uh,. Yeah, I don't know. Jedi has just never worked for me. Like, it's just... Like I said, I like the cathartic end pieces, but so much of it's just like, eh, yeah. who cares? Like, that, that middle stuff is... It was uh, interesting to retread the uh, Emperor stuff, um, considering <sighs> re-watching these two, it felt like there was so much more time spent in different scenes. Like, I thought... Uh, Jabba's palace took a lot longer than it actually did. Um, I thought the Empire stuff was like Emperor stuff was like half a movie, but it's just like the last 10-20 minutes or so. But like even Empire, like it I remembered like they were at Cloud City for like a good three-fourths of the movie, but like that's not true at all. It's like it's, it's just, Yeah, Cloud City's like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's they like 
retreading all this is like putting it all into context but like it was interesting the showdown with the emperor because like seeing luke lose himself but then regain his um composure was just awesome considering where they left off um number eight at so it's like all the people who are like, my Luke Skywalker would never light his lightsaber against Kylo. And you're like, did you watch Jedi? He's fucking trying to murder his dad with these wild swings. Luke has always, more so than almost anyone in the in the, the, the Star Wars movies, has been controlled by his emotions. Yeah. That's what Yoda was always trying to impart on him. You know, that, you know, this, you know, fear leads to anger, leads to the dark side. He's trying to get him away from that because he knows how he's so ruled by his emotions. So, yeah, when one night he's sitting there and he's just like, oh, fuck, I think, I think my nephew might be a genocidal maniac. <sighs> fuck, I bet. Oh, no, I won't stop. You know, it's like all these people who have this I inflated think- idea of what Luke Skywalker is. And you're like, I don't know that you guys have really paid attention to those older ones, you know. Maybe... Yeah. I I think that's a big part of it is like it's just these memories from the last time I saw it was like probably 15 years ago and it's like those memories are so conflated with what is now but like this context that I just got like I kind of want to rewatch the new ones and see how they play this character off because I think they did it a lot better than I gave them credit for and like it's just cool to see all that shit even though the Emperor died like a bitch and so did Boba Fett. Um, Dude, Boba Fett is literally the walking product placement for a toy. That's all that... That character is nothing. And I don't understand. People, I don't understand. Everyone's like, Boba Fett's the coolest and I have, I have a Mandalorian tattoo because it's just like... He shows up for like one scene in the Empire and then he falls into a fucking pit. He gets knocked into a pit by a blind man and gets what? eaten by a big... Like he so just dumb. hung out. He didn't. He didn't even have a job. Like he finished his job, got some, got paid, and just like, ah, whatever. I'll hang out. And then, and then died. Yeah, and like, then like, oh no, my jetpack! Oh, I fell in the pit. And like, I think it started as this. Uh, a friend told another friend that he's such a the worst character, and like they just oppose their friend enough that they're like no he's the best character and like it just started as that and like now you have this group of people that worship him and it's like "Mm, he's really the worst i mean he had that smart move to go with the trash because he figured the that's where the falcon was hiding but other than that he doesn't do a fucking thing and his fucking ship looks like goddamn iron (laughs) Yeah, and it's called Slave One. It's really <laughs> weird. So weird. Uh, but yeah, Boba Fett's literally the definition of, oh, this character looks cool. That's not a character. Like, cool. It looks cool, but like, he's fucking so lame. And you... then, once you, once you tie into the prequels, and you're like, wait, he's just a clone of his fucking dad? Yeah. Who, and you watch <laughs> like, his head cut off. Um, do you watch uh, Jay and Silent, What's in the Box? No. Uh, so this last week, they opened uh, these toys that were Vader and Boba Fett uh, reimagined as samurai warriors. And, like, they're just trashing on Boba so hard. <laughs> it's so good. Um, he, like, they made him a Ronin, whatever. They're like, I mean, all right, whatever. But, like, Darth looks fucking cool. But, yeah, it's just because oh, yeah, Darth Vader is a fucking pimp. Like that scene where Lando's like, let's go have dinner, and then it opens, and it's just like, hi, I'm here for dinner. <laughs> I got you. And like, <laughs> Vader, I fucking love you. And uh, then it's... you get the reveal in Jedi, where he's just like, here's my decrepit old white man face, and you're like, that is not what I expected. Yeah, I think Vader was the most um, threatening thing of my childhood. But like, looking, watching these movies, like, I don't understand. Like, apparently, like, he did choke people out. So, like, you had to stand in line around him. But, like, he just seems like such a joke. But, like, the end of Rogue One where he's just tearing shit apart is the most threatening he's ever been. And, like, that movie sucks. Oh, come on. (laughs) What about about Empire when, like, him and Luke are 
dueling and he's just like, I'm going to crush this pipe and throw it at you. (laughs) It's so bad. Oh, those fights were something else. Like, I can give it to it. Like, they didn't kind of know what they were doing and like, they're just having fun, whatever. But like, him just ripping shit off the wall just to get the upper hand. It's like, but he's choking people around him. It's like, it's just really strange and weird, but I still love it. So, yeah. And like, there's that, like, the one, the thing that's always like weird, like that shot of Luke jumping up to fight Vader. It's so bad. It's never looked good. It's so rough. You're right. You're fucking right. Um, I think the other thing was they did the re the special editions after the first one came out, right? Oh my god, I fucking hate these fucking Hayden Christensen at the end of Jedi. Dude. And the, the oh the Gungans, that was like fuck get out of my god. Um but I remember no watching point. this I remember watching the special edition with a friend and like when Hayden Christensen pops up at the end, he's like he was so upset because, like, one of his prized kids' toys was the ghost of that dude at the end of the Return of the Jedi, and he was so livid that they switched that. Like, that guy just never existed anymore. So, yeah, it, it makes no sense. Like, it's so dumb. I hate it. And like, at no point in my life should I, as much as I hate Jedi, be like. Let's get back to the Jub Jub celebration. But I am when we get to like we're going to all the planets and watch everyone fucking celebrate the end of the Empire, and it's like, oh my god, this is what are you doing, George Lucas? <laughs> Listen, we made some mistakes, and uh, we learned from them, and then we sold our series. So all the luck. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why Disney's leaving all the money on the table of just being like remaster those laser disc rips and just fucking give me the OT and get rid of all this horse shit. I don't need all this C- this terrible CGI added <laughs> in. Yeah. Like, this, just give me the shit I grew up with. Like, yeah. don't make me fucking pull out my old VHS copies if I want to <laughs> watch it. I don't have a VCR anymore. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I think rewatching these just has me excited for I, I kind of want to watch the uh, seven and eight again before nine, but yeah, I'm aboard for six, nine. Is nine the in December this year? Yeah, yeah. So I'm aboard. Let's do this. Well, you, de- you definitely need to watch eight again because I don't think you love that movie as much as you should because it's the best since Empire. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to talk myself into doing Rogue One as well. Um, but I definitely I want to watch Solo again. Like I had so much fun fucking revisiting the Falcon and shit. It's like I want to rewatch that shit, and that's why I want to watch Force. Like when they fly off in the Falcon, they're like this is junk. I'm like, you don't talk shit about my fucking Falcon. <laughs> but yeah, it's good stuff. So uh, let's start with Lion King because we're on this train for Disney. Um, and did you like the rehash? No, it's a giant piece of shit. <laughs> it's so bad. You are a fucker. Um, so the other day I asked Luke if we could just put this off and he's like, well, I saw it. I was like, well, fuck you. Be- you jumped in the fire. I'll jump in the fire. I was not willing to pay over $5 to see it. So I had to wait till the day to see it. But, um, I think much like, um, Aladdin, uh, it's cool to see this technical Marvel, but other than, like it's just shot for shot remake. But also the movie's twenty five years old or so, so it's like I guess this generation is cool with having these ways to cope with losing a loved one and like not and coming into your own. But like I think I'd much prefer the cartoon over this one. Well, I have a lot of disparate thoughts here. Let's start with one. I have no real, like, attachment to The Lion King. Weirdly enough, I can tell you that it's probably the first memory of going to a movie that I have. Um, I remember, like, going to the mall and seeing it with my friend and his mom when for, like, his birthday, you know? And, like, so I remember it. Uh, but I have no, like, 
love for it. Like, it's whatever. Um, two, weird side tangent. So, uh, <laughs> when I was like 18 into 19, me and my friends used to do this thing where we would get fucked up. We would <laughs> get, just get fucking hammered drunk or fucking blazed out of our minds. And we'd put on a movie, right? So, we'd, we'd throw on like fucking Fellowship of the Ring extended cut you know it was fucking like <laughs> four hours fucking hammered out of our minds and we would each play the characters and we would just dub our own story in so like it would go to Aragorn's face and be like we'd say a line and we just made a story as we watched this movie that we've seen a million times that's what I feel like this movie is I feel like they took a nature documentary and just had people read the Lion King script over it yeah. it's so lifeless there's nothing to it um there's no emotion in it. Any of these faces. It's weird enough to see a fucking CGI cat flap his goddamn lips. Just make it emotive. Instead, it's just like, no, we need to be realistic. And the lion's <laughs> face only looks like this. So it cuts out any sense of wonder or fear or shame that anyone has in this movie because you're just reacting with their voices. And I'm sorry. I love everyone in this cast. I love fucking Chiwetel Ejiofor, and I love Donald Glover, and fucking, yes, let's bring James Earl Jones back. But outside of fucking Rogan and Billy Eichner, <clears throat> everyone sounds like they're fucking asleep in this movie. Yeah. I, it seems like they all got sat in a room and took a bunch of Ambien and was like, oh, I have to emote? Scar, you'll <laughs> never be king. It's, I'm like, what are we doing? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the other uh, thing, once, once you take away what they can do with it through hand-drawn animation, because I'll never say this is a quote-unquote live-action movie. Sure, Aladdin was, but everything in this movie is fucking fake. It's all made to computer. It's not real. It's just a different type of animation. But you lose any sense of motion and fucking, like, excitement in what you do. Like, once we got to the first song, right? Well, we'll skip Circle of Life. But once we get to, you know, I just can't wait to be king. And then into Akuna Matata. And can you feel the you know, love tonight? You realize, oh, they're just walking. There's nothing. <laughs> like, it's just, I want to be, you know, I can't wait to be king. It's just fucking Nala and Simba walking to the watering hole. And then Hakuna Matata is just them walking. And you're like, <laughs> well, I remember they were fucking like dancing and fucking climbing on hippos and shit. And now you're just like, it's just a lion walking. There's no, yeah. it just, yeah, I was anything. like, I was looking forward to the rope swing and breaking, like him falling yes. into the water. We never get that. I'm like, well, fuck this movie. <laughs> and also, how the fuck do you do? Almost a shot-for-shot shot remake. Cut stuff, some stuff out, and still make the movie two hours long. Ninety, <laughs> yo, the first one was ninety, and this ends up being two hours. I'm just like, oh my god. There's that scene where like we watch, you know, a giraffe eat Simba's hair and then poop it out, <laughs> and then a beetle pushes it, and then Rafiki finds it. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? And also reached that point where I'm I've contented of just watching this movie and wanting it to be done and uh, being like no one's gonna do anything cool and then all of a sudden Rafiki pulls out this goddamn walking stick and I was like that's unrealistic movie you're breaking your own rules <laughs> nope I was like a welcome change from the boring shit I've been sitting through um yeah I think that's pretty much it. Just, uh, I think they just did it because they could, and it really doesn't matter. It, it's interesting to see how far it's come since Jungle Book, but even Jungle Book, like, the animals were more emotive than they were in this. So it's that lifelessness I didn't think about until you just said it. It's like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. By the way, there was uh, <clears throat> one. One. Oh my god. So I sat in the back of the theater. It wasn't very full when I went in. I went on like a, 
like I went to like a nine thirty at night showing on Thursday night, uh, or Friday night, whatever night, one of the two nights I went. Um, and uh, so uh, I sat in the back though because there's a fucking like they do this like guardrail thing in front of the actual projector. So I was like, well, no one can fucking sit beside me. Fine, like I I don't want to be near people. Three fucking old folks sit right in front of me. So it's like, <laughs> I'm like, whatever. And these people are like late 60s, you know, early 70s, fucking gray hair, whatever. This one motherfucker, I swear to God, I, I was going to slap him in the face. Like, there's that part where, like, every time Scar is just like, oh, well, you know, it, it's all your fault, Simba. Your father died because of you. And this guy was like, lies! You <laughs> killed him, Scar! It's you, Scar! <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Uh, to the left of me, past the little cage around the projector, was an Asian couple who just put up all the armrests and laid down and got on their phones about halfway through the movie. Nice. Well, I was like, I, I'm like, I get it, but you could leave. You know, like, you don't need to. They're just laying there. Like, I was watching them for a while. I was like, okay, they're on Twitter. Now they're on Instagram. <laughs> they made the right decision, for sure. Um, so, yeah, don't see that. Uh, did you enjoy Stuber? Nope. I didn't think you would. It, it felt very much the same dynamic as Shaft. Um, but, I, right? I mean, I, what? I like I the uh, buddy cop scenario. So, What is the deal? God, I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal? Uh with like all these like quote unquote like action comedies right now being like, well, we need to talk about progressiveness and how wokeness isn't a drill. We need to teach these people how to be men while they teach us how to touch our feelings. And it's like I don't like where this trend is going. Um, yeah. But what I don't like, it don't make Batista your straight man. Like that dude's mm. funny as fuck. Like yeah, yeah. Come on, like. He does some impressive, like, physical comedy stuff with him, like, not being able to see and bumbling around. Like, he's the embodiment of a bull in a china shop in this film. Mm-hmm. And, but so much of it's literally just him being like, you know, man up. Here's a gun. Be a man. Be strong. Don't be a pussy. Don't have feelings. And it's like, no, let him be funny. Yeah. No. What we do? Yeah. Uh, Kumail, like... <sighs> I like him as a person, but I don't like him in movies a lot. <laughs> or like uh, yeah, ones out of the Twilight Zone. Um, yep. But like, you can tell a lot of what he's doing is just like riffing. Like that script oh, yeah. must have sucked, you know. Oh, yeah. and, and like they just let him go. Um, what else was there? Uh, again, why the fuck you put my boy Eco in these movies and then shooting the action like horse shit? Come on, people, <laughs> figure it out. Man, when he popped up, I was like, shit, this is just, everything just got real. And it's like, <sighs> we kind of missed the mark, but still way better than Mile 22 was. <laughs> uh, Karen Gillan needs to be in more things where she doesn't die in the first fucking five minutes or paint it blue the whole goddamn time. Yeah. Uh, also, it was really weird uh, seeing Miri- Miro Savina. And it's like, oh, she's definitely the bad person in this scenario. Um, also, like, I went. Let's let's be conservative, right? Fifty percent of this movie is explaining how Uber works, and 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 that's an <laughs> ad for Uber. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. And also, like, because let's. Let's be real, right? This was a better movie when it was Die Hard with a Vengeance. Way yes. funnier. Way better action. Yes. I think you hit the na- nail on the head right there. Um, but, I mean, I just I had fun. It, it was a nice little romp, but... Um, also, I hope these... been... Oh, I was going to say, it, uh, my experience could have been shaded by the fact that, like, all the previews played, like, all, like, 
35 fucking minutes of them and then the screen just went black and it took us 35 minutes to get someone to turn the projector on <laughs> i can see how that would make you a little jaded and the thing was like we were all like everyone in the theater was kind of like huh and this dude is just like i got it guys it's cool and then like he came back he's just like oh it's not on yet well you know i talked to you should have just started clapping for him. That's all he wanted. I'm like, you were the hero, sir. Way to go. Not all oh, heroes wear caves, but they eat popcorn like a goddamn mongoloid. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then the finally, uh, did you like Crawl? Uh, yes, I did. The one thing I liked this week. Uh, yeah, um, I really fucking liked it. Uh, wow, I'm shocked. Uh, so uh, let's set this up a little. Um, when we saw Brightburn a month, month and a half ago, I had not heard of this movie. And like we had dinner before Brightburn and and Luke throws this movie out of me. I was like, what the hell is this? On paper, it sounds awful. <laughs> it, they're in a crawl space. Gators come and get them. Just sounds awful. Atrocious, whatever. Um then we get to Brightburn and it has the trailer for the goddamn movie beforehand. I was like, well, that I don't know. I took that concept and made it even worse in my mind. <laughs> but nothing about this movie sounds appealing. Um, and then we got the movie and it was fucking fantastic. Uh, well, here's what's appealing about it. Ninety. This movie knows what it is and how it needs to get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say, we could have taken this premise, set up that there was like, you know, maybe a hurricane earlier in the season, maybe not as bad, talk about global warming and how it's impacting the environment. And then when they get to the crawl space, they could have been attacked by some like Lovecraftian monster that came out of the ocean because that's about as realistic as these gators fucking act. <laughs> no fucking alligator acts like this. What are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, for real. Because um, like when uh, when like she gets attacked and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, there's two gators and you're like, oh cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, there's six gators out on the street ripping people apart. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just gators, gators everywhere. Um, but yeah, I think it really did a, a great job of setting up the premise well. Um, why these people weren't necessarily speaking, and then them in the fight for their lives. Um, <laughs> the gator getting the dude in the the stairwell from the trailer is like, oh, I hope it's not that guy that we're kind of getting a piece of, and like we want to know him a little bit better. And it's like, no, it's definitely that guy. They ripped him in shreds. Oh. And I also love how, like, like there's that looter that gets bit by, like, seven gators and, like, quartered <laughs> at one point. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, oh, these gators are rough. And then, when like, when it comes to the main characters, it's kind of like, um, I bit you. <laughs> it's just like, no, gators bite down with so much fucking force that your arm would be destroyed, lady. Not that you could hold a gun and shoot it in the mouth while it's biting you. Yeah. But it's a movie, right? It's a movie. That's it. That part where the dad's like in the hallway with the flare is like, don't you do it. You get the phone. <laughs> I was like, that's definitely gonna happen. I was I was waiting for the dog to die. I was like, thankfully the dog made it. But it's true. Um, um, I also yeah. love how it ended. Like it just there's no real resolution except like, yeah, they got saved, I'm pretty sure. But uh, uh yeah, well, see, I think there's more resolution to the end. Because I read that as not only, you know, did they they made it to the roof and the helicopter's coming for them and they survived, but look at how the father is positioned down further on the, the roof so that he's looking up at her as she's holding the flare up in her hand. It's just like the swim meets. She's finally on the box oh, at the top fuck. getting the goal. Goddamn, that's awesome. I like this movie even more now. Uh, yeah, but the framing, the shooting was really well done, um, especially for the layout that they gave you. Um, well, honestly, there's, I w- there's enough that like I was watching it, <laughs> and I was just like, one, 
your crawl space has a bunch of holes throughout the foundation. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I was like, maybe you should try breaking out through that because they're protected behind this piping, right? <laughs> Two. That's a, that's all I thought about. I was like, why aren't we digging through those goddamn holes and bullshit just to get the fuck out well, of there? Like, I was thinking as I was watching it, I was like. Because there's an, there's an ill-defined sense that, like, I, I hand wave it away. But, like, when she first gets in the crawl space, she has to get on her hands and knees because she can't stand. But then by the end, they're, like, fully standing up in, like, four foot of water and fine. So there's there's some discrepancies to, like, the height of this said crawl space. Starts as a crawl space, turns into a fucking basement by the end. Um, but I was watching it, and I'm like, you have this shovel and all these tools in your hand. And you can reach the floor. Just break the floorboards above you and crawl out. Yeah. What do you? What are we even doing? Essentially, what she did when she finally got up to the the first floor to save her father. Um, yeah. All you had to do that was from the bottom with your shovel that is somehow strong enough to cut a gal- alligator's head off. What? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they make shovels better down in Georgia, Atlanta, Florida, wherever the hell they were. Um, but yeah, I think it it really did tension really well throughout the movie. Um, cause I went in not wanting to like this movie and just really came out like really enthusiastic for it. So yeah, um, and I listen. Most of his movies are like shit. <laughs> like in the, but like I like Aha as a director. Aja like you know like high tension and mm-hmm. Hills Have Eyes and. Uh, uh, piranha but it's just like I don't know it, it feels like the dude's kind of like he needs a jolt of something fresh to like mm-hmm. get him back in there because like he did that terrible fucking Kiefer Sutherland movie about haunted mirrors or whatever that was fucking god awful <laughs> I don't know between that and this but hmm, interesting but yeah I liked it it's yeah good. get out Get out and see crawl. That's fucking good shit. Um, so then, yeah. what are we watching for next week? Obviously, the weeklies. Um, theatrically, we got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh huh. I think that's the only thing coming out this week. Um, we'll do Veronica Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Best and Worst list too. I I don't know. Listen, don't expect me to have fucking anything planned after this. I'll look into it and see if we have something. I'll figure it out. Oh, also, um, uh, there's a Netflix movie. What? Uh, Starbucks in. Another world, I think. What? Another Earth, something like that. Mm, I don't know about this. I do it's not Star- know. It's Starbucks. We got it. Yeah. But listen, I love Starbucks. But I didn't fucking go watch fucking Longmire for fucking six seasons while she was on that. <laughs> listen, had I known about her, I would have. Uh, uh, but I'm, well, I'm so, in. so, does that mean we can watch Halloween Resurrection because she's in that movie? I mean, yeah. Whatever you put on the docket, I'll watch. Yeah, the that's part. the one where Buster Rhymes fights Michael Myers with karate. That's a thing that happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, also we got fucking uh, two more Halloweens coming, so. Oh, fuck that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, that'll be all interesting. So watch all that shit. Go watch Crawl. Um, catch up on the DC Universe, and we'll watch all that stuff and talk to you about it next week. All that good stuff. Peace, love, pineapple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>